Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number 51. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me for today's roundtable discussion are my good friends, Neil, Tony, Haley, and Beth. Today's roundtable topic, movie soundtracks. But as always, I'm not going to really talk much. We had a lot of fun discussing movie soundtracks. So we're going to jump on in to our roundtable discussion on movie soundtracks. All right, it's time for our roundtable. And joining me for today's roundtable are my friends Neil. Hello. Tony. Aloha. Haley. Hey, a honey bunny. And Beth. Hello. Thank you guys for joining me. Today we're going to be discussing movie soundtracks. Uh, I'm not huge into soundtracks, but I know there's some people who just adore them. And so I thought it'd be a fun, interesting topic for our roundtable. I know Beth is like really. I think we talked, she was on my John Williams one, and we really went off on that. So I knew this would be good for her. So when I saw her joining, I'm like, oh yeah, this is perfect because I have an expert who at least really enjoys soundtracks. So yeah, so let's just start off with because I was trying to think, what do I consider a soundtrack? And to me, it's obviously, you know, to underscore the music, it's movie music, it's all the music that's underneath the movie. But there's also various kinds there's instrumental like Lord of the Rings, which is all, and uh, Star Wars, it's all instrumental music underneath. Yes, you have a song at the end of Lord of the Rings, but that's really, that's a, the, the, that's the credit song, really. It doesn't play during the movie. But then you have movies that are musicals, like The Greatest Showman or Grease or even like Disney movies, like Frozen. I would consider those musicals because they just break into song in the middle of the thing. It's not part of the story. It's just what they do. And then you have movies that, the music is prominent, but it's not a musical like Pitch Perfect, where it's a singing group, or you have the bodyguard who's a singer, or you have that type of soundtrack. So I, I and obviously there's more, but yeah. You know, so I just want to talk about the difference in those. Is one better than the other? You know, and that also ties in with another question of mine: is does a soundtrack enhance a movie? You know, is it does it have to enhance a movie? Can it just be in the background? You know, so you it's just there, so it's you know. So anyways, if anyone want to start talking about soundtracks, just their idea of a soundtrack, Haley. Well, I actually wrote this down because um, it's a favorite quote of mine. From Parks and Recreation, Ben Wyatt, the character um, played by Adam Scott, mm-hmm. he has a very large collection of film soundtracks. And he says... A soundtrack to him is like when your favorite director is making a mixtape just for you. Mm. And I really like that because there's so many different types of soundtracks, but you're connecting it, obviously, whatever type of soundtrack it is, it's connected to a film Mm -hmm. and that experience with the film and the director. And so you get... A lot of times you get a mixtape or if there's a you know different artist or if it's a composer, there's still something that they've all put together. And it's like, yeah, it's like getting that own personalized mixtape. And that's what was really big for me when I've I've owned quite a bit of soundtracks and that memory that it connects to the movie and the experience. And mm-hmm. so that I, that's that's kind of my thing, the way I like to think about it. Nice. Anyone else have thoughts on their ideas of soundtracks? 
I very much agree with that. It's like when you listen to the soundtrack and you're driven or you're taken back to the movie, especially when it just brings up yeah. all these memories and you are there again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can remember, oh, that scene or oh, this is happening. That's when a soundtrack really has an impact. I mean, honestly, you listen to the porch sound, you know, music from Infinity War, you are back on that porch. You know, it's mm-hmm. a very impactful to that scene. Mm-hmm. So it really added something to not just the moment, but to the emotions of the moment. And that's honestly what I love about a good soundtrack. Yeah. Any good music in a movie it brings out more of the emotion. It shouldn't be driving the emotion because that means the movie kind of failed in its job, but it really brings it out. And just It's like a, a really good spice in a meal that kind of just elevates it. To me, that's what good movie music is, is it elevates it, whether it's a score or whether it's a song. Okay, so you're talking more enhancing it instead of yeah. it driving the movie. It shouldn't drive the movie. It should actually just enhance. Like you shouldn't know the music is there. That's what I always look at movies is that you shouldn't know it's there. And if I do feel like, oh, wow, they're playing with my emotions... You know, because the the music will swell, and I'm like, oh, they're 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 gonna get me this way. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't think anyone, or you know, not not a lot of other people will realize that. It's just because I work in the industry, and Tony's the same way. We know how to manipulate people with sounds and music, and you know, visuals and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it should be, and, and that's a good analogy too with the whole spice on the food. You know, you won't, it wouldn't taste good by itself, but if you add it just right, it will enhance, you know, the movie itself. So, well, and some directors really know how to use their music, like Tarantino and Inglorious Bastards. You know, that music was actually counterintuitive to a lot of the stuff going on in the scenes. Mm-hmm. It was weird, but it also just brought out so much more emotion, I found. I'm like, okay, this music doesn't seem right, but I'm feeling more from it. It's weird. It was a weird combination. <laughs> I loved it. I love that kind of mixture not just immediately like this is a sad song but here, here's kind of a weird western song in the middle of this you know world war ii epic and it's it's absolutely fascinating to me how music can mess with you and the mu- and it can change the entire perception of a scene and that, yeah. that's why it's brilliant it's one of my favorite parts when putting something together is getting to choose the music yeah my favorite part <laughs> tony a good soundtrack can make a movie good. It can make a bad movie good. Uh, my favorite example of this is like Empire Records, which is not the greatest movie in the world, but I just great soundtrack, yeah. great soundtrack, and it, it it brings me back to a, to that you know mid nineties time that you know with all these sort of like not heard of bands for the most part, but it can also make a great movie timeless. And mm-hmm. I know we've already spoken about Tarantino, but, um, and, you know, obviously, like, you know, everyone will go, oh, Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction. But the moment in Pulp Fiction when Uma Thurman and John Travolta are dancing to Chuck Berry in the 1950s throwback restaurant, Jackrabbit Slims, all of a sudden, it sort of exploded that movie moment. And all of a sudden, this film is in conversation with not just the Chuck Berry song, which in the 1990s, again, was not the most popular song in the world. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, we have John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever and from Greece, who is sitting there dancing with Uma Thurman to this song from the 1950s with this, with this, uh, you know, a crazy backdrop. And it elevated the artistry of that movie using just this crazy, obscure, really pop culture reference. And and uh, it really soundtracks can can 
can really make movies truly, truly excellent. And for me, I, I didn't grow up listening to albums until I'd say mid-high school. Uh, and it, it was soundtracks in many cases were my doorway into the realm of popular music. I grew up, you know, listening to a lot of a lot of scores like Star Wars, John Williams stuff, mm -hmm. uh, and also I, I grew up, you know, a fan of musicals. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, so it was the movie soundtrack though that sort of kindled this love for popular music. And so for me, I I, I adore movie soundtracks because. As as uh, as Haley said, you know, it's it, it was like particular directors making uh, a a mixtape for me, and, and it, it really it broadened my horizons. They broadened my horizons in so many ways. It's very cool. Neil, do you have any thoughts on soundtracks? Well, I, I agree with Beth and with pretty much everybody. And uh, music was is like soundtrack is one of the first memories in my life because I saw Star Wars when I was four years old when it opened, and that that sound when it when it started, I mean, that is emblazoned in my memory. Oh, so, me too. Yeah, I was six when that came out. and Yeah. And, and like for the longest time, I thought the 20th Century Fox, you know, dun, 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 <laughs> I thought that was part of Star Wars. Yeah. Every time I saw it, it's, in any movie, I'm going, it's Star Wars. What? <laughs> that's still Star Wars a song. You're right. You're right. It was so weird seeing Star Wars without that because you are yeah. so accustomed to that opening fanfare of 20th Century Fox. You're right. Yeah, it's the same. You hear it and you get excited because it's Star Wars. That to me, that's always Star Wars as well. So, yeah, I do believe that fanfare was also done by John Williams. <laughs> oh, probably. Was it? That would that would that make sounds, sense. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well, sounds, a resident expert. Yeah, that's that's legit. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So let's just jump on in. Then, do you prefer instrumental, full-on musical, or a little mixture of both, or do you not really care as long as it's good? Anybody? Beth? I don't really care as long as it's good and it all kind of flows. I'm not a fan of the soundtracks that have like one song mm. that everybody talks about and it's like the so Titanic is not your cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> Titanic actually has a lovely score, but you're right. I mean, yeah. it sold so many albums just because of one song and that drives me insane. Yeah. Kind of like um, The Bodyguard. Mm. It's like mm. one song. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I mean, it's cool that that song had an impact on that movie and everyone's memory of the movie, but at the same time, it's just uh, I mean, because I like a little more effort. But no, either way, it's like, I, it's like, say Black Panther did an amazing job, in my opinion, of mixing great score mm. along with some really good music. Fantastic. And it all flowed into the movie. And it was a fantastic soundtrack yeah. as a whole and not just, you know, one song. So yeah. I appreciate it when no matter what it is, it all works together. Okay. Neil? I agree with Beth. I don't mind as long as if I'm going to see a musical, I know I'm going to see a musical. If you know, so I put it for what it is. Mm -hmm. I don't want any expectations. Yeah, as long as it's Enjoy good music. It. Yeah, yeah, as long as it's good music, like musicals, or if it's you know like instrumental, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, as long as the music's good. Cool, Tony. Well, uh, so it, it, it's odd. I I adore awesome musical scores, but for me, like when I think of a soundtrack, I always think of like a, a piece of meta. Uh, a, a piece of like meta media that is pulled from a different creator than than the uh, well than what you would you know than what was specifically written for it. Now I'm not. I mean I love Krull. I love uh, you know I, I love Star Wars. I you know heck Masters of the Universe by the way has a pretty decent musical score. But to me like it's very difficult for me to label like they are soundtracks because it, they're using sound to help tell the story of a film. But but for me and it's not poo pooing that. What whatsoever, mm -hmm. but if you want to talk about a soundtrack, like I, I really want 
something that's that's with lyrics and maybe by a band, but uh, it, that's that that's what I tend to like more. Like when I think of a soundtrack, you know, or a soundtrack movie, I tend to think more of of um, yeah of actual like, like like artists with lyrics. Even something like Pitch Perfect, right, yeah. where where it's members of the cast singing it and and using lyrics in some way to connect to the subject matter of the film. But I love musical scores too. Love them, love them. I just don't. For me. In my head, there's sort of like a wall in my head between a score and a soundtrack. But maybe I'm weird. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm complete opposite. When I think of soundtrack, I think of Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, where it's all instrumental from beginning to end. It's beautiful instrumental, you know, and it, it tells its own story, but there are no words in it, you know. So, yeah, it's funny. I'm complete opposite. I like, you know, I love musicals. I mean, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. And I love the hybrid versions of those. Mm-hmm. But when I think that's what that's what I found interesting because I was talking to a friend of mine earlier about questions I was going to ask for this podcast and I was like I really don't know what the soundtrack is and I started thinking about it and I'm like wait to me the soundtrack is Lord of the Rings is mm-hmm. a musical and I'm like well no no because now Pitch Perfect that's a soundtrack and so is mm-hmm. you know this one and that one and those have words and songs and you know uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah which you know reintroduced the world to some amazing songs that we've had mm-hmm. in our past. And it's, it's an amazing soundtrack, you know, because I don't know if it's just amazing because of the music, but it just took me back to those times because I remember all those songs, you know, mm-hmm. coming out and being popular then. So, um, Haley, do you have a preference? Do you- so, yeah, I'm, I'm with Tony on this. I do really enjoy composers, John Williams, Danny Elfman, got my Nightmare Before Christmas, which that gets into musicals. That's, you know, and those, those are fabulous. I love Lord of the Rings. Jurassic Park is Mm. the, you know, excellent music. But when I think of soundtrack, I'm with Tony. I think of that mixtape, that director's curated variety of songs. And my, I mean, my top Tarantino, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, Death Proof, those are, I mean, those are the ones you find in my car and those are the ones that I would repeatedly listen to and the entirety of the, the soundtrack. I wouldn't pick just one song. It would be just that whole oh, experience. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for me, that, um, that's a soundtrack to me. You get a variety of music and artists and they have to do with what's happening in the movie. And Tarantino is really good at placing certain types of songs in ways that will, like Beth was saying, invoke emotion, whether it's like happiness or fear or or make you uncomfortable and you know he's really good at that and i think in a, in modern uh is definitely guardians of the galaxy those 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 soundtracks are excellent mixtapes because yeah it brought you back to those all those different artists mm-hmm. but it it went so well with the movie and when i listen to it when i'm driving i think about all those different things and that that's to me a soundtrack it's like the whole experience yeah yeah very cool all right, so let's go ahead and talk about our favorites. So I, uh, in the notes I sent you guys, I said, you know, I want your one favorite, and then you can say some honorable mention, because I know it's difficult to pick just one of your favorites. So why don't you start us off? Tony, favorite soundtrack. Uh, well, thanks for starting with me. You made my job really, really easy, Kenny. No, uh, uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the, my favorite soundtrack, it, for me, it's kind of personal, but it's, it's the soundtrack to the movie Train Spotting, hmm. And... Uh, the main reason why I love it so much, I mean, it's it's a lot of, um, at least in the U.S., a lot of under-listened to songs in general, so it doesn't ever really feel stale to me. But uh, I remember the first time I, I, I watched the Train Spotting DVD because I was too young to go see it in the theaters when it came out, so I had to rent it uh, back when video rentals were a thing. <laughs> um, and, and I put it on, and it was, it was the first time I ever heard Iggy Pop. 
and just all you know I, I the first time I ever heard Lou Reed and just track after track of this really awesome I mean you know this for the most part like like British influenced you know like rock and roll and mm-hmm. that movie soundtrack really um, affected me and 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 uh, you know as like the 2000s happened and there was like a big garage rock revival movement. I feel like I would not have been as susceptible to enjoying that sort of music if I didn't first hear that train spotting soundtrack and, and just the, how highly stylized and like all these artists who made great music, but for whatever the reason, never, uh, caught on in Hawaii at least, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I felt special because I was listening to the soundtrack and cause I was into that, into that movie. So yeah, that, that train spotting. Cool. cool. Great That's- film. That's a great film. Yeah, I I barely remember it, but now I want to go back and rewatch it and listen because I look I do I mean I like the people you were talking about, so it would be cool to hear. Uh, Haley, how about you? Favorite? So I know I kind of already said I. It's hard to pick one, but I think it would be Pulp Fiction, uh, especially because you get little clips from the movie embedded into the soundtrack, and I think that was one of my go-to like car driving soundtracks. Because there are some instrumental music, and those are really fun connection to the movie as well. I would, I would probably tie that'd be that would be my number if I had to pick just one. I always picture whenever I'm thinking of music, it's like you're stranded somewhere, you only have one CD or yeah. one like, well now we don't even say CDs. One uh, like, yeah. you know, downloaded file. I was like, which one am I gonna pick? And it's really hard, but that would be, um, I think that would be my. But I'm having to completely omit any like Disney. I'm not. I'm just not counting that because I. That's a special place in my heart too, but it's too hard to. So I'm sticking. I'm sticking with that. Okay. All right, Neil. Well, this is hard. There's. It's between two, but I. I'd say Edward Scissorhands. Oh, oh. love that one. Yeah. Great. When I saw that at the theater before anything started, before you know we saw the actors, the, the opening sequence when the when the names and stuff are flying by, and that music, and that's what you know, embedded Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. In, in is one of my favorites, and yeah, Edward Scissorhands probably is my most favorite. Nice, nice. How about you, Beth? Um, this is an odd one, and it's hard to say. Of course, as Haley mentioned, a favorite, but this one that I've gone back to many times is actually the uh, soundtrack for the Talented Mr. Ripley. Ooh, Ooh. okay, I don't remember um, that soundtrack. The the movie, sure, not a great adaptation of the book, but the soundtrack to me was just unbelievable. It's the one I actually write to the most because it's mostly jazz. Yeah. But it also has Sinead O'Connor's uh, Lullaby for Kane, which is such a haunting and beautiful song. And I absolutely love Matt Damon's rendition of uh, Funny Valentine because it's it's gloriously imperfect. You know, it's not some amazing singer. It's just Matt Damon singing Funny Valentine. You're like, this is this is so soothing for some reason. <laughs> um, but it's really, it's all the jazz elements. Mm-hmm. I think it just said a lot about the movie and it just, it's something I keep going back to. It's, it's one of my favorites, despite the movie not being that big of a deal. Yeah. One of the yeah. ones I enjoy. That's great. I, I so that's so different from what you guys all like. I, I know I could have never guessed any. Well, maybe Pulp Fiction for Haley, but I couldn't <laughs> have guessed any of the other ones. For me, I mean, I think it's going to be obvious. I like a lot of certain uh, songs or you know music cues in a lot of different soundtracks. But the one soundtrack that I will just put on and listen to on rotation, you know, while I'm relaxing or cleaning the house or is Lord of the Rings fellowship of the ring. That is by far that one I can listen to on repeat. And it, mm-hmm. like Haley said, if I had to go to the desert Island and I only got one soundtrack, it would be that just because it's just, it's, it's so beautifully done. 
and and specifically Fellowship of the Rings. I like all of them, obviously, but Fellowship of the Rings, I've listened to so many times. I know the names of all the titles. I, you know, I can hum along with the melody. It's and it takes me back to the moment of me watching it for the first time, as a lot of soundtracks are supposed to do. So yeah, that 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 would be my top, my top favorite, I think. Uh, and that was hard because I was trying to really struggle with which one I really really like because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, and like Neil, I mean, the opening of Star Wars is just, it's, it'll give me, it just gives me chills talking about it because it had that much of an impact on me when I was young. But yeah, definitely Lord of the Rings. All right, so let's do some honorable mention. Let's start with Haley. So, yeah, it's hard to not have many honorable mentions. That's fine. Um, do, I'm definitely. Do, just, you know, talk for a few minutes on honorable mentions. So I asked, we, um, Neil was bringing up Danny Elfman, and I mm. have to mention Beetlejuice uh, yep. because oh, it's so it's, fantastic yeah, that yeah. music. I'm a huge, you know, I love Halloween. I love this time of year, and when I hear that opening music, I can hear in my head right now. It just, <laughs> it's so fun, and the Harry Belafonte songs, which were used in such a way that were you know outrageous and humorous and mm-hmm. such a dark story um, about death. And, you know, the afterlife, that one, Beetlejuice is definitely right up there. And then I have to go with, I said, I said earlier, you know, I love Tarantino movies and one that I think it was just not as, you know, big as some of his other films was part of the double feature he did with Robert Rodriguez, the Planet Terror and Death Proof. Mm -hmm. The Death Proof soundtrack is really awesome. And it has a lot of, it has a lot of music that isn't as mainstream, but it's just a great soundtrack. That one's up there with me, with my other Tarantino collection with Kill Bill, which I could go on a tangent how, you know, he incorporated some of the music. There was live performances happening that are the songs in the soundtrack while Beatrice is fighting, which I, I love when movies do that. So I always have to mention that. And then I have one that um, we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Moulin Rouge. Oh, uh, I love Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge yeah. is amazing. Uh, yep. Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman, that's that's definitely has to be, and that's more of a musical. So yeah. that one usually wouldn't fit in my. But the but it it takes on a lot of like pop songs and you know does twists to them. Mm-hmm. So I, that one I think fits in my in my view of a soundtrack. Nice, Beth. How about yourself? Well, my main honorable mention. Can I instead of a movie? Can I mention a TV series? Sure. Because I am such kind of obsessed right now and a sucker for the soundtrack to Peaky Blinders. Oh, okay. Because they keep using, I mean, this is set in World War One in Ireland, and they keep using music from um, the White Stripes and other indie rock bands. Oh, really? And it just, it's such a counter kind of music culture to what they're showing that I just, I, I'm obsessed with it. It's fascinating to watch. And I think it just brings out a totally different level to the show because they do that, that counter, counter uh, intuitive music. But it and also. To be honest, I've never really listened to the White Stripes, so I think it works brilliantly. I think it really does. So this is also my first time with the White Stripes. So, and if I were to do another one real quick, I would say Tron Legacy, but you know, whatever. Okay. But yeah, huge fan of Peaky Blinders. Cool. I'd be surprised. I thought you would mention John Williams, but you didn't mention mention him at yeah. all. Well, we already did an entire podcast about my obsession That's true. with John Williams. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Yes. Very smart. Uh, how about you, Neil? My second most favorite uh, is Glory. Um, yeah, James Horner. Uh, that music is uh, that's one I uh, we go out and buy soundtracks. I bought the soundtrack for Glory, mm-hmm. and I would listen to that over and over again. And another one 
it's staring us right in the face every time we see Haley is Batman, <laughs> Danny Elfman. Oh yeah, my um, I that music, whole... <laughs> summer of '89 when that came out. I would watch TV, and every time a commercial came on for Batman, I'd I'd stop Scott. I'd have to hear that music. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, but Glory is my second favorite. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Tony. Oh my goodness. Uh, I I have a, a a long list of honorable mentions. First of all, I, I want to say Haley. Yeah, uh, that Death Proof soundtrack is is phenomenal. Dave D. Dozy Beaky Mitch and Titch. That song Hold Tight. Never heard of them before, but that no. moment when they're driving, it was just such an amazing, amazing moment. When, when, and they talk about them in the movie, like why they're yeah. listening in the car. It's, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's so wonderfully, but I, I just, I, I love that moment. But for me though, I, I got to also cite another Baz Luhrmann film and that is William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Mm. That soundtrack, I mean, phenomenal, eclectic soundtrack that, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, like I did not listen to Radiohead before that soundtrack. I didn't listen to like garbage before I, before I listened to that soundtrack and you know, the the one hit wonder cardigans love fool song i mean people put it on now and you know you put it on uh, like in some bar and watch everyone start singing along it's, it's really a tremendous thing understanding it really was just from that one movie which is fantastic also a film like the blues brothers which uses uh the band the blues brothers band does all covers mm-hmm. of all sorts of, of songs throughout that movie so they're already they're performing all those wonderful songs but it's really just dan Aykroyd and uh, john belushi and the blues brothers band performing it that really introduced me to a whole bunch of really awesome music and i mean oh gosh there, there are so many great ones too garden state garden state also oh. has a very very excellent soundtrack uh, uh, again uh uh you know the 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 first time i heard the shins was was directly mentioned in in, in that film and, yep. and just I, I could i can always i can put the soundtrack on it and just 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 zone out it's great very cool tony i actually um wrote that one down because i was like oh i don't want to forget to mention garden state is a great one <laughs> so good and danny elfman batman i wore these and so there's just so many soundtracks i was like thank you neil and tony you guys <laughs> <laughs> there are there are so many, but again, I'm like with Neil. I think I buy very few soundtracks. So if I buy it, you know, I liked it. You know, so mm-hmm. I was trying to go through my my library of CDs, which yes, I still have library of CDs, and I was going through it to see which ones were soundtrack. You know, because I just don't listen to them a lot. They're just they're there. I have favorite, like I said, Superman, the original mm-hmm. Superman, the theme for Superman. It's probably my all-time favorite. I mean, even though I love like Star Wars, it's just there's something about it that's inspirational and it it gets me excited and it makes my heart race hearing that. The opening, you know, the theme song to Superman. Star Wars, obviously, I've talked about that. Harry Potter, the same mm-hmm. thing. Hedwig's theme mm-hmm. is yeah. really good. You know, again, John Williams. It's all I'm speaking all John Williams because it's all my favorite. <laughs> um, but it's not like the entire I can't listen to the whole soundtrack. It's good. You know, I yeah. enjoy the music, but it's not something I would put on repeat over and over and go. Yeah. Moulin Rouge, that was another one. I'm glad Haley mentioned it because I totally forgot about it, but that I adore, I wore out that CD because I yeah. loved it so much. So yeah, there's there's a handful of ones I really, really like. I think I'm more of a pick and choose. You know, I liked this theme and that theme and this song, and uh, but not the whole thing. And I'm not, I, I have never watched, I'm not a big Tarantino fan, so I couldn't even... You guys are making me want. I feel like I'm missing out because I'm not. Oh yeah, you gotta get into Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just. I've only seen I think one or two of his movies. So and it just, it just didn't you know work with me. But I may go back and give it a chance. He knows how to use music. That's for sure. That's oh, yeah. Yes. Well, that's what it sounds like, yeah. and he yeah. uses it in unusual ways, which I would find really interesting. One other soundtrack I'll throw out there, but I'm pretty sure it's just because it was part of my childhood. But Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, mm. love that soundtrack. I still own that soundtrack. 
<laughs> yeah. Such yeah. a huge fan of that soundtrack. That made me think of something you, you guys were talking about mixtapes and I don't know why they slipped my mind, but there's two that I had. I love the Forrest Gump. Mm, yep. All the music through the years and um, Good Morning Vietnam. Mm. Mm. Yep. I love the music from uh, the 60s. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, those, those were what what Guardians of the Galaxy were. They were introducing yeah. all yeah. this amazing music that had come before us. You know, yep. and they and I love the fact that they got the license for it because that's so difficult to do. I mean, Guardians was barely Guardians, you know, with the soundtrack that they they wound up having. It took them forever to get the licensing for that. So it's difficult to do those type of nostalgia, you know, using old pieces. You know, what's interesting, though, is, you know, just the impact that movies have. When you think of, say, Creedence Clearwater, a lot of those songs, you think of Vietnam War. Because so many movies about Vietnam use those songs again and again. Yeah. But they're basically now synonymous with Vietnam War. And you're like, why? And it's because of all these movies. And it's just kind of the power yeah. of using yeah. these songs and how they how you associate with them after that. I mean, the second you hear that, the Tropic Thunder soundtrack used them because they associate with the yeah. Vietnam War. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing, that impact. And I, I always found that so fascinating. That is true. That is true. I didn't think about that. But yeah, music definitely... Especially if it's used over, over, over and over again in the same situation, you start associating with that that music or that sound uh, with a certain scene or a certain era, you know. I mean, it's just like music, though. I mean, you you listen yeah. to music, you like, oh, that's from the fifties. Oh, that's from the sixties. Like, you know, you know exactly where it's from. Yeah. Well, that's like the blue suede blue suede um, song from Guardians of the Galaxy was in the trailer, I believe, and it was like crazy downloaded that same day the trailer popped out mm. and that song which i'm sorry i don't remember when that song originally came out um if anyone knows what year i know it's a late know. 70s 80s song but i think anyone who's a marvel fan they're going to hear that song and immediately think of guardians of the galaxy no matter what like that's just yeah it like made that song popular again and yeah. it's always going to yeah. be connected and to that and that's something that's great that the soundtracks can do you know, especially yeah. ones that use music or use, you know, music that not, is not instrumental and is not creating brand new stuff. And wasn't Baby Groot dancing to the Jackson 5? So, yes, yes. End, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. At the end of the film. Yep. Yeah. Guardian really did have a really good soundtrack. They made it about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they called them mix. You know, it was like the it was mix a mixtape. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So exactly. So what you were saying. Yeah. Very cool. Well, then I'm going to throw Sunshine out. There's also another good one. Oh, okay. Because that's got kind of a ethereal, you know, score to it. And it's got a, a very striking end scene um, that's very dramatic. So the music really plays with it. So, Yeah, I remember the film. I'm not recalling. See, there's a lot of movies now I want to rewatch that we've had in this conversation because I'm thinking, I'm okay, I want to hear way. the music. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, you guys yeah. are freaking up I all this stuff. I watched Trainspotting again. Now, and now I'm like, I need to go watch Mulan Rouge again. <laughs> just trying to remember all the movies I had as a movie soundtracks I had as a kid, you know? And so I keep thinking of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Sister Act. And I'm like, oh, I had Sister Act. I love Sister Act. Yeah, that was good too. Tony, do you have something? Uh, Well, I I also wanted to just give some shout outs then. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis, that soundtrack is is excellent. It's a a Oscar Isaac film, Coen Brothers, I think. Oh, Uh, yeah. I love the Uh, Coen Brothers. Set in the 1960s. 
Yeah, uh, uh, there, there's uh, Justin Timberlake is in it. Adam Driver is in it. Uh, um, yeah, it, it's got a crazy good cast, and, and it is, uh, you know, it's it's the music is all, I guess, diegetic. I guess you would say to the to the 1960s folk scene, mm-hmm. which which is fascinating. And uh, also, um, you know, I got to talk about the Graduate. You know, Simon and Garfunkel. That, oh yeah. I don't know. Yep. In my mind, I'm probably wrong about this, but I, I think of that as kind of the very first soundtrack film. Uh, you know, with with you know, at that time, contemporary Simon and Garfunkel sort of yeah. like, like driving the driving, like a lot of the subtext of the film. So, yeah. Oh, I have to mention uh, Xanadu because I'm from the 70s. <laughs> I love I, I used to be on my paper route. I had a cassette tape of that and I would listen to oh, that wow. on my paper route. And I remember having to stop halfway through and flipping the tape around in my walk. <laughs> and I listened to that. I mean, I did paper out every day. So for a good year and a half. I listened to that one tape over and over. So yeah, that that definitely was. I was a huge Olivia Newton John fan. So uh, ever since Greece. So that was, and that's another good one too. Greece is another. Oh yeah, uh, another yeah. solid soundtrack. And that's more music, you know, mu- music based than than instrumental. So I do I do listen to some music based ones that are not just instrumental. Well, yeah, I was actually I was thinking the cassette tapes I had. I had all the Disney, a lot mm. of the Disney movie cassette tapes, which. Yeah, they are soundtracks. I still I think of them differently. But I actually had the this wasn't one that I don't know if any of you had, but it was actually really a really fun soundtrack was Shrek. I had the CD. I have Shrek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that soundtrack that was I was in high school and that it's a very fun soundtrack. It's got Mm -hmm. a great, um, great variety of music. And then I hear that I'm a believer song and (laughs) associated with Shrek. Yep. Only the first one, though. I can't speak to any. I know there's like seven Shrek movies now. Um, <laughs> I, I can't speak to any of the other soundtracks. I just know that first one yeah. was a hit. So that was that's another, I think, un, there's some really good underdog ones. Though. Mm. I just wanted to say, how do we go an entire podcast about soundtracks and not talk about Saturday Night Fever? Oh, I, was, I, I, oh, I, yeah. saw, I saw that. I saw that in the theater. <laughs> so, no, yeah. it was just so record breaking for the time. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and it, uh, uh, it it soured everyone on disco, but because that was so darn popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we also didn't talk about a hard day's night. Mm. That was basically just one big, you know, music video for the Beatles, and yeah. it was kind of brilliant. Well, if you go that route, I would do Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band, which is <laughs> Yellow Submarine. That's Purple a great Rain. movie, you know. Yeah, and that's all about the record. So yeah, there's lots of yeah. I mean, yeah, Yellow Submarine. Yeah, Tony mentioned that. There's there's a whole bunch of these classic soundtracks that I just don't think about them because there's, you know, I mean, that was 30, 40 years ago, which just seems like so long ago. But it's kind of brilliant, right? You know, the Beatles said, hey, let's make a movie that's starring us with all of our music. Yes. It was just, it was kind of a brilliant move to make. And the I'd... best self-promotion. Yeah, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Buy my movie and my album, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those Beatles. Yeah. Cool. Do you guys have anything else? I was just thinking of like, you know, it, you start thinking about what movies that the musicians had a really big influence on. So like there's obviously the Beatles making using their own music for the own movie. But I was trying to think of other films like that. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of movies about musicians. And then there's oh, soundtracks yeah. that come out of that. Yeah. And that kind of like reignites the fandom for that person or that creates a whole nother um yeah, like I mean, you ha- you have you know Rocket Man for Elton John. Oh. Yes, uh, yeah, really and you that came Bohemian out with like, Rhapsody. For yep, Queen. those are all that in made the last me couple years. fall in love with Queen again. Yeah, you know, of course, I, Selena. I, yeah, yeah, Selena was one of the early Selena, ones to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selena was a good. That's one. a great yes. album. Yes, oh yeah, and those all. 
So yeah, yeah. Ones that are done on artists, you know, a biopic always seem to revitalize the the careers or the person. I mean, most of them are dead, but soundtracks are super important. I mean, if there is, because I've seen movies without soundtracks or without any music, and Uh it it truly isn't the same. It doesn't. Yes, the scenes are good and the visuals are nice and you know it's great acting, but if there's no music for some, it feels like it's incomplete. So. I think it's super important that we have the soundtracks, you know, if they're instrumental or if they're classical or or popular songs. Uh, I think it's a super, super important to have those in movies. Well, and then you have anything, you know, that uh, like Interstellar, where they just basically play one chord and you've got the entire soundtrack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, everyone. Enjoy. Like yeah, but you, can, you can go with Jaws. Oh, that's, that's, oh yeah. Those two, those two notes. That made the whole, I mean, that terrifies me. I can hear it now and go right back to that, you know. Yeah. B sharp, C minor. Yeah. Oh, he's wearing it. Nice. So, funny, I'm wearing Black Panther. Oh, our soundtrack music. Okay, well, then on that note, if you're talking about Jaws, I, when I made my, I was making my, like, trying to make notes because I don't want to go off on too many tangents. Hi, that's what I'm doing. The, um, Let's, I wanted to talk about Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. That's another one. Love Ghostbusters. Love that song. Everyone knows that song. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know much of the other soundtrack, but I have that song. And I've listened yep. to that song every, like, you know, I always listen to it around Halloween. And yep. I just get so pumped by it. And I definitely, you know, I'll probably, now that this has happened, I'm like, I really need to go back and look at the Ghostbusters soundtrack. But that's one yeah. where I'm like. I just know that one song and it's just fantastic. And that's the only one that that's, I guess. And that's what I was saying that I like a lots of little ones like, you know, yeah. the Superman theme. That's all I know. I don't remember yeah, any just... of the other music from Superman. I don't know Lois's remember... song? No. Yeah, I, right. There's a song. I barely song? can remember Star Wars and Leia's song and Han's song. And I adore those. But I'm not good. I'm just not good with that kind of. That's not where my expertise is at, is, you know, because yeah. I'll watch videos of people who are like, oh, listen, you can hear Leia's song. And I'm like, what? And I mean, <laughs> now I know. Now I know her song. So I can hear it. I know what the melody is. But before, no, I can't, I can't distinguish those things. So I'm just, but yeah, I definitely, I'm like Haley. I like lots of little things. I can remember one or two from the soundtrack, but just, I don't listen to the soundtrack like over and over and over. Well, and I, I want to mention a soundtrack for a TV show that I think probably my favorite TV show soundtrack of all time. Kenny, you might've had this one, maybe not. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I have it, yeah. That's like a 20 track and that, they actually did a really amazing job because they did some instrumental. There's like the Angel and Buffy song mm-hmm. and there's a lot of really great 90s, early 2000s kind of yeah. grunge and some of the other songs from the show and the bands that-, that at the the bronze. Yes, I actually forgot the name. Um, Oz's band. I forgot what his. Oh yeah, I don't remember the name of the I band. It was, but I ended up. It was one of their songs on the soundtrack by the actual band that, and I ended up getting their album because I really enjoyed it. And they actually had a lot. And when I would listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is making me think of Buffy because I was <laughs> I was like six degrees removed from. Yeah. And yeah, this this band that played as Oz's band on the show. Yeah. So I just had a, I was thinking about that one because I was like, that's a TV show, but we have to. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah. Soundtrack's a soundtrack. Right. But I think in general, <laughs> we've all talked about movie soundtracks just because that's, although Beth said Kiki Blinders, Blinders. which now I'm really mm-hmm. intrigued. Yeah. 
but I think it's, and well, I don't know why that is, but it's definitely more memorable. Maybe because we watch mo- them at a movie theater, that that's why movie soundtracks have such a bigger impact on us. Well, they're also shorter. It's only a two hour thing. You're not trying to remember 23 hours of movie. Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, uh, it can't all be amazing. For the two hour yeah. movie, you have really awesome pieces for those two hours. But yeah, that, I mean, music, period, plays a huge part in anything, any kind of entertainment. Yeah. In movies, in TV, in any kind of video, having music will always enhance, or hopefully enhance. Now, have you ever listened to a soundtrack and not like the movie because of the soundtrack? Has there been anything that you've watched and you're just like, okay, the movie was okay, but God, that soundtrack was just horrible. I don't badmouth things on my podcast, but why not? Unfortunately, I don't remember any titles, but I do remember times and scenes where I would just get pissed off because the soundtrack was trying to push an emotion. Yes. The actors were failing it. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, guys, you're trying to make the actors seem likable or emotional right now. And it's, it's not working because they're not there. Yeah. And so when they're out of sync like that, that drives me insane. But it's really not the music's fault. It's really, you know, the overall production's fault for putting it together like that. But yeah, I've definitely been taken out of a scene because the music is just like, what is going on right now? Stop trying to drive my emotions. Well, like I said earlier, that you know it's not good when they do that because they really shouldn't. You really shouldn't notice those little moments in movies yeah you should just start crying for no mm-hmm. reason right because the scene is playing it's beautiful and then you hear the music is subconsciously affecting you and that's how you but when you stop and think oh wait a minute all right here comes the music you know and that's just you're right yeah and there are movies like that there's people who who unfortunately the acting isn't as strong or the writing isn't as strong and they feel that they need to do this with the mm-hmm. music and control you that way you know and for most people, they're, they're fine with it. They don't realize it. You know, they don't. It's only people who like us who are nerds and geeks are really yeah. into this stuff where we actually hear it or see it. I mean, we know what they're doing to us. And some of them, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm along for the ride. Manipulate me all you want. I'm good. You know, <laughs> well, there's a good story and a good acting. I'm, I'm fine. I think for me, just to talk about you know, the soundtrack, like it doesn't turn me off so much or make me say that movie is bad. It just lets like when I don't, uh, when I hear choices that I don't particularly um, like empathize with, it just tells me that this probably isn't for me. And yeah. then, you know, I, and it gives me that sort of a clue. And so maybe that, yeah. Yeah. Neil? I was going to say, I can't think of any, it's very hard for me to dislike anything. Oh, you're like me, Neil. We love everything. We can find <laughs> yeah. bits of anything. If, if it's like five minutes of an hour long movie. If I like those five minutes, okay, the movie was good. Was it great. was awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You know, yeah, I'm really bad. I'm a bad movie critic. Yeah, same here. But when you're talking about you're talking about manipulating your feelings and you said there's ways they do it good and there's ways they do it bad. Mm-hmm. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, my second favorite glory, the part. I don't know if you guys remember the part where Denzel Washington, they said he deserted and they brought him back and they bent him over the wheel and they were going to whip him mm-hmm. and they're whipping him and the music's building and the music's building and it, it brings it on his face. And as the music breaks, a tear rolls down his cheek. That is one of the most powerful uh, emotional moments I've ever seen mm-hmm. in a movie that's just kind of stuck with me. And But when you're talking about manipulation, I don't, I don't know, because the music follows what the action in this, because yeah. it breaks when the tear rolls down his cheek. And I, that's a, That sounds like it was more manufactured that way. So, I mean, it, it wasn't... It was meant to be that, you know, it was, it was just enhancing that moment. It wasn't trying to, the yeah. scene was horrible and horrific. So you're already but, on the verge of tears and then the music swells to kind of put yeah, the cherry on top. 
I think that moment is a perfect example of how music should be used. Yes, yes. Yeah. To help James enhance Horn, the emotional yeah. moment. But he if we didn't have that tear or if the scene really wasn't that dramatic, but that music was there, it would have been like, what are you trying to do to me? Yeah. But why? Why are we here right now? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, but because the scene was so powerful, that music made a lot of sense and their use of it was very, very brilliant. So I think that's where it worked really well. Yeah, I. that's one of my most memorable yeah. soundtracks. You don't want it to be forced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to force your emotions. I, yeah, I can't think of an, I just think of the, there was a, there's a couple, I feel like it was a few summers ago where there was like five dog, and I love animals. There were like five dog movies that came out. Oh. And in the, I was like, I just watched like three or four dog trailers with a dog and it was mm-hmm. the same music every time to try to get you to like, oh, the, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to do that anyways. I'm sitting here watching this dog and it's like, and there was like so, I don't know. It was like two years ago. I felt like there was, was I don't like know. A, what movie it was, was a trilogy. It was a dog's life. And then there was a sequel. There was two, there was a lot of dog stuff yeah. happening. Yeah. And every yep. time it was that music and the, it was just in the trailer. Cause I hadn't seen any of the movies and I was like, oh, I see what they're trying to do. <laughs> they're trying to get us. It's working. <laughs> Whenever there's animals in that, you know, the music guys where it's like that. <laughs> Oh, that's very wait, sweet. You know what? It's the Sarah McLaughlin commercial. That's not even a soundtrack, but that's just the teaser of it. Like if she made a soundtrack for ASPCA, you we would all be crying through the whole experience and I would still be donating them. Yeah. I sing that to my dog when she's giving me the puppy dog eyes. I'll start singing <laughs> yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Put it on. (laughs) Okay, I wanted to ask all of you. I'm going to take over from Kenny for a second as as our leaving. Um, I just, because I I enjoyed the soundtrack and the movie. Do you think, this is such an awesome group of people. Do you think Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas soundtrack or a Halloween soundtrack? Yes. (laughs) I agree, yes. I still don't know. It's Halloween. It's, well, let's talk Die Hard instead. Wait, what? It's, it's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Die Hard is a Christmas soundtrack. <laughs> it is. It's a, die, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, it's a holiday movie. That's a holiday soundtrack. Right. Then, okay, so The Nightmare Before Christmas is Halloween. I think it's Halloween, but it also can work for Christmas. But it's definitely Halloween. It's a Halloween thing. Doesn't it have a song to say, this is Halloween? Can we take it at its word? It has one about Christmas. So I was like, if I listen to it again in December and I just skip to that song. There you go. <laughs> I just always think I was just always thinking about that. How um, the holiday movies—that's a whole nother thing with soundtracks. Oh, yeah. And that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just setting you up. I'm just setting you up, Kenny. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to know what people because I don't know when to listen to it, so I just listen to it from September want. to December. Yeah, <laughs> and in July. Watch it in May. Enjoy yeah. whenever. It's fun. Exactly. Oh. That was it. All right, guys. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you stopping by. This was fun. I'm glad that we were able to go off into many tangents and talk about our favorite soundtracks, which is great because it's such an eclectic, you know, soundtracks are very eclectic. And I love the fact that I like the more instrumental stuff. Some of you guys like more of the, you know, the mixtape version of of the soundtrack. And I just like that there's that mixture and all of it works and all of it enhances movies and movies wouldn't be the same without soundtracks to them. Even TV series, as we mentioned as well, wouldn't be the same without solid soundtracks. So yeah, thank you guys again. I really appreciate you joining me for our roundtable on movie soundtracks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. 
All right, that's going to do it for this episode. As I said, we had a lot of fun discussing movie soundtracks. It was interesting to hear everyone's differing opinions of what makes a soundtrack a soundtrack or their favorite soundtracks. Because my opinion of what makes a soundtrack great is completely different than what Tony thought made a soundtrack great. So I thought that was really interesting just to hear about all the various different kinds of soundtracks. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that discussion. I want to thank my co-host, Neil, Tony, Haley, and Beth. And of course, I want to thank my amazing listeners for coming back each month and joining our roundtable. So until next time, guys, take care. I want to take a moment and thank my supporters on Patreon. I really do appreciate your monthly donations. It helps counter some of the costs that come with producing podcasts each month. So I really do appreciate your support. If you guys want to help me out and be a monthly donator or just give a contribution one time for one month, you can find me on Patreon. Just look up Geeky Fanboy Productions and I would really appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomers podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. <laughs>